Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live, show number 43. <clears throat> we are your hosts, Dave. And Violet. Our guest today is Kendara Laurel. Kendara has been involved in metaphysics for over 35 years. Her readings are empowering and helpful. She is a practicing and teaching intuitive, psychic, clairaudient, which is intuitive hearing, clairvoyant, intuitive seeing, and tarot reader. Kandara is also ordained in the spiritualist religion. Her studies have included extensive classes in psychic development and attending various spiritual and metaphysically based churches. In 1985, she moved to Denver, where she continues her studies today. Kandara also teaches classes in meditation, the I Ching, intuitive tarot, healing, and psychic development. She believes everyone is psychic and loves helping them discover and learn to use their gifts. Kandara also runs the Denver Introduction to Metaphysics Meetup, which has over 2,200 members and invites experts like me to speak on various areas of <laughs> metaphysics. Kandara provides intuitive readings. She, she uses tarot, I Ching, numerology, and channeling to help you find the best answers to your questions. She can also help you identify and replace negative self-defeating beliefs with positive constructive ones. Welcome, Kandara. Thank you for being on the show. Ah, oh, well, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here, Dave and Violet. So, thanks. Well, this is great. I'm really curious. Uh, I'd forgotten that you were involved in the spiritualist religion. How did you do that? How did you get involved there? Well, when I was 25, I was working in a health food restaurant in Miami Beach called the Health Hut. And one of the women there named Kristen had a mother who was a medium. And okay. they were having a huge convention from an organization called Spiritual Fellowship Frontier. And I'd never heard of them, but I guess it's a big spiritualist community. Um, yeah. And so I went, um, having no idea what they were talking about. And one of the men there was talking about auras. And I didn't know what that was either. And then he said that everybody uses 10% of their minds. The rest is spiritual. And that was the key. I started going and looking for places to take classes and um, just fell in love with it. And then when I was 25, I was baptized in the spiritualist religion. So I'd say basically it all started back in Miami Beach on Collins Avenue. Well, what was your experience like? I mean, did, did you ever grow up having any psychic experiences that you just kind of filed away or wondered about? Or, or was this sort of the kickoff when you, you got involved with SFF? That's a great question. Actually, I always had a little bit of trouble fitting in. <laughs> and I grew up in a small <laughs> town in Michigan. Why are you laughing? No, I grew up in a small town. Because <laughs> I know you so well. <laughs> yeah, I tried, but God knows I didn't. So when I was about 19, these 
kids from Detroit came to our small town in Michigan and we were going to go to a party. And my sister and her friend just left without me. So I'm sitting there having dinner with my parents going, why did they leave me? And this voice said, because they were jealous. And I said, oh, okay, thank you for letting me know. I um, didn't really have experience. Um, when I was about 15 or 16, I said to my mother, why are we here? What's the purpose? And she said, well, we go out to dinner and we go to movies. And I thought, it doesn't seem to be right. That just doesn't fit. But really, other than that, I didn't. And then like you indicated, I, I just started taking classes. Um, I've never been a big reader in terms of books. So it's mostly been classes and things. Okay. And there so, was a woman named Mildred McDonald who was a spiritualist medium. And I decided to get a reading from her. And I'm sitting in her bedroom and she has a table and she has a big sign in the back. And it says readings, $10. That's how long ago it was. Um, <laughs> such and such, such. A, and then it said trance. And I said, what is trance to myself? And her eyes closed and her leg shot straight out and she went into trance. I started studying with her. And that's how I got into it. Did, did she give you some big insightful information? Did you connect with uh, some loved ones? It was a, that's a really great question. She, you know, so far back, she basically talked about where I was going and things like that. And she talked about her guide. And her guide was named Kashita. And Kashita was a derivative of the Akashic records. Akashic, oh, okay. She said people do not, she said the spirits on the other side a lot of times don't like to give you their real name because they feel like it could be used, you know, in a negative way. But it was interesting. And I know at the time she did it, it was fascinating. She predicted her own death years later. She said, all of you talk about death, but, you know, one day you'll know it. She would be in church and we'd be holding hands and she'd start rising. So it was just an interesting experience. One message she did give me that really fit was um, we would sit around, she and her assistant Judy and myself, and they would get me to go to 7-Eleven and get cigarettes for them. And she said, if you keep doing this, you're going to start smoking. And that was exactly what happened. <laughs> But it was an interesting experience, really. <laughs> it sounds I know like funny. it. It sounds oh like God. it, right? <laughs> That's pretty awesome. You know, <laughs> levitating in church, that had to oh be Oh, my God. It's like, what's she doing? <laughs> <laughs> this she little fine? short woman went up from 5'4 to about 5'6. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty it was awesome. interesting. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, great experience. And then I just kept studying and things fell into place, sort of. Yeah, I love that. Well, talk to us about, I know, I know you're really connected to the I Ching. So talk to us about what that is for people that have never heard of it. What is that? How do you utilize it? And why do you love it so much? Do we have five hours? No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I learned about the I Ching when I was 36, and I was working at a psychic center in Denver called Crystal Light. No relationship to the drink. Um, one of the readers named Michael kept talking about Howard, 
And Howard turned out to be Howard Badhand, who was Lakota medicine man and a shaman on Rosebud in South Dakota. And once a month, Howard would come to Denver and he and Michael would go out to dinner and then they'd study the I Ching. And Michael asked if I'd like to meet Howard. And I was ambivalent, but I said, okay. So we go to pick up Howard at this place he was staying at, this little tiny Native American man, probably shorter than me, gray beard, gray braids, headband, t-shirt. Takes my hands in his and says, you know, you're really intuitive. Um, I teach. And once a month he would come and we'd go out to dinner and do the I Ching. So I Ching stands, it's two words. It's E for change like a lizard and Ching, which is the term applied to all the ancient Chinese classics. There are three versions. There's a Taoist, a Tibetan, and a Chinese. I do the Chinese. In 1920, so for 3,000 years old, by the way, and until recently, every single educated Asian needed to know it. So in 1926, a German Christian missionary named Richard Wilhelm, who lived in China, brought the I Ching back to Germany in the way it was used. And you can still get his book today. In fact, Carl Jung wrote the preface to his book and called it a book for lovers of self-wisdom. Confucius is supposed to have said at age 70, if he had 70 more years, he'd learn that I Ching more. But that doesn't really answer your question. Basically, it's a way of being connected with your higher self. And so you ask a question, you throw three coins, three pennies or three I Ching coins, six times. And each time you do that, you add the coins, like one of the coins counts as a two and one counts as three. So at the end of the time, you're gonna have a six figure hexagram, which is basically gonna answer your questions. It's incredibly powerful. So you'll say something like, what can you tell me about? And it will absolutely tell you, it's powerful. And it's better to ask questions in terms of, what can you tell me about rather than should I or should I not? But it blows me away. And I'll be doing a reading for somebody and they'll throw the coins. And you'll see the coin spin and flip. It's just uncanny. It really is the only reading I give myself because I love the cards, but the cards are still open for me at least to interpretation. So it's basically a way of connecting with your higher self and being your own psychic. Does that make sense and answer your question? It does. And I love the fact it's <clears throat> what that you don't ask, what should I do? Because a lot of people that come in that are looking for answers, they want us to tell them what to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I always have to say, you got a gift when you came into this planet. It's called free will, free choice. And it's your choice to make. It's not my choice. I can show you insights, but I can't make those choices for you. So I love that is what you can tell me about versus what should I do about this or that. I love that. And I do it for myself too, because I'm the first one who wants to know what I should do. But there's one hexagram, which is really interesting. It's number four and it's called youthful folly. And if you keep asking the same question, it'll say, just stop asking me. 
I'll tell you once, but after that, you're on your own. But yeah, I like the fact <laughs> that you kind of leave it open. Yeah, it's it's amazing, amazing. I just love it. You know that that falls into it. Keeps telling you, don't ask me again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the concept of when people come to like a reader fair and they go to 10 people and ask the same question and spirits like i've given you the answer i know it i know it i absolutely agree with you and it's like and you know if you notice that they're probably going to get the same answer in different ways mm -hmm. it's like just don't keep asking me or <laughs> <laughs> i can't tell you what you want to hear if it's not gonna fit <laughs> They'll take yeah, my license away from me. <laughs> yeah, leave the guy. How many times do I have to tell you? Leave the guy. I know. Don't hang yeah. around. <laughs> and, and you know, you get into this thing where you, you you can't really say do this, but you can say something like, "Okay, I'm not going to tell you whether you should stay or leave," because they know. They know. They say, "Should I leave this person?" But I will say something to the effect: If you continue the way you are, nothing's going to change. You know, I think people know a lot of times, don't you? I think they know the answer already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Want us to tell them what they want. Well, to a different answer, and a different answer doesn't exist, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I know that I can tap in and get answers. Dave can tap in and get answers. You can tap in and get answers. But even us, sometimes we're human. Um, I'll go to somebody just for just to see, and, and the answer I'm getting is that can I get confirmation? That that's the right answer, but I'm not going to go to ten people and have them tell me the same thing, right? No. It's like no. spirits getting frustrated. It's like really, but <clears throat> I think for me sometimes because it's so personally close that when I ask the question, it's like, am I getting? Am I hearing that right? Am I getting that right? And I think all of us have that human nature of, hey, let me go see someone and see, you know, what gets confirmed that I'm hearing. But going to 10 different people, that spirit uh -huh. gets frustrated. They're like, wait a minute, I've already given you the answers. You just don't like the answers. I know, I know. That's the thing. Let me ask it a different way. Maybe <laughs> the <right laughs> answer that I want. But I'm with you. I love getting readings. I, I really do. But so many times you give someone a reading and they'll go, you know, thank you. I already knew that. And they sound disappointed. But the reader didn't know it. So, yeah, you know, 10 people is kind of. A lot. Yeah, it's a lot, right? It's a lot. So with psychic development, Dave mentioned that you believe everybody can connect. Everybody's psychic. Well, you know, <laughs> just me, really outside the six senses, and everybody is. They get it in different ways. And I think that's what gets in the way people think that they all do it the same way. And I heard this wonderful quote, which Buddha said. That if every bird had to be the best singer in the forest, the woods would be really quiet. So, you know, the thing that gets in the way or really slows people down is trying to develop a gift that maybe they aren't strongest in. So what I like to do is help people find out where their strongest gifts are. I was doing a class once and everybody was going around in a circle talking about what their gifts were. And this one woman, I'm, I'm clear audience, I hear it. And the woman next to me was too. And then the third woman said, well, I don't hear it, but I really wish I did. But she could feel it and she was an incredible healer. But absolutely everybody has it. And it's, you know what, honestly, 
meditation is the one way you'll tune in. And if people would meditate, which I'm not saying they don't, everybody's got it. Just trust it. Practice. Say to somebody, um, give me your ring or your grandmother's ring and let me see what I get. Or just write down a question and then close your eyes and wait for the answer to come to you. I think we make it a lot harder than it needs to be. Does that make sense? But everybody's absolutely psychic. They're either clairaudient where they hear it or clairvoyant where they see it or clairsentient where they feel it or claircognizant where they know it. I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here yet, but I think everybody is psychic. <laughs> <laughs> and it's about trusting too. It's about, and I think, I think people think that these gifts are very similar to our physical senses that spirit just comes in and sits down in a chair beside you and you have this conversation like all of us are having today and that's how this works and it doesn't quite work that way it's a little different so you gotta you gotta recognize the subtleties <clears throat> of how the information comes in in different ways and You're, yeah Right, because it comes to us in many, many different ways. Synchronicities, um, just stuff that keeps popping in our mind, um, comes in different ways. You just gotta, you just gotta be open and recognize. A lot of, a lot of people, I think, believe that it's just them making it up. Right, mm -hmm. this information, I'm making it up. Um, so yeah, just being open. I love seeing people, but you're right. We've all had people that are like, I really want to be able to see, or I really want to be able to hear. And I think when you try to make yourself be something that's not you, or that's not how you were wired to be, um, it makes it tough. You got to be open to your gifts. What makes you special? How do you get information? I agree. And you're absolutely right. Um, some people just... I want to hear my guides and they're hearing their guides. You know, they're seeing a book and a book falls on top of them or they hear a song or they hear a conversation. You know, it, it's just relinquishing the way people, and it's not a criticism. People don't know, but it's, I think it's easier than people realize a lot of times. And I think another thing, and I've noticed that more and more is people try too hard, you know, like, if we're doing a class, if you notice that you're doing a class and you go, okay, what are you getting? And they'll close their eyes and they'll just frown and they're trying to figure it out and they're going, no, no. And I was doing a class with a woman last week and I was talking about vegetarianism. She goes, well, I'm a nutritionist, but when I ask about dairy, I see blue and I go, no, no, you can't, you gotta get yourself, you gotta get yourself out of the way. So it's, it's interesting stuff. It is makes it lots and lots of <clears throat> lots of fun, right? Um, it's about it's so much fun. It's so much fun when the light goes on and people just really start doing it, start connecting and doing that. And you so do what a you, lot of that. What were you going to ask me? What What are the big questions? Because I know you're a reader, and people come to see you for readings. Mm -hmm. What the, what are the big questions that people, do you see that people ask similar questions? What are the big, more important questions that they come and ask? Great, great question right there. 
people used to always ask about their relationships. Am I going to meet somebody? When am I going to meet someone? Now they ask if they should stay with the person. People <laughs> ask. <laughs> and I'll go, you know, you already know the No, I won't do that. Um, <laughs> they'll ask about their direction. They'll ask about developing their gifts. They'll go, I really hate my job. What do I need to do? And you'll go, well, what do you want to do? They want to talk to their guides. They want to connect with their spiritual selves. They want to, like you, discover their spiritual gifts. It's, they want to find their direction. They want to find their purpose. You know, they want to find out why they're here. And now with um, COVID, people are not having the same jobs they have. They want to know what the next step is going to be. So I think it's about direction and what their purpose is. But, you know, tomorrow it could change. Someone said something really interesting to me a couple of years ago, and they said, a lot of times when you get a message, a question, it's really for you as well. And what I have noticed also is it'll be a theme. You know, they'll all want to know the same thing. So I think it's direction. I think it is relationships. I'm not saying they don't ask that anymore. But it's stuff like that. And then it's also, you know, should I move? Should I buy my buy a new house? You know, it's interesting. I think it's coping a lot of times. Does that make sense? It's what do I do now? What's the next step? What's the next step? Well, I yeah. love your mother's answers. We're here to go out to eat and go to the movies. I know it. <laughs> God. And we were eating out at the time, so it kind of fit. <laughs> That's why we came here to go to the Yeah, movie. I'll go for that. I'll go for movies and out to dinner. <laughs> and out to eat. That's really what we were looking for. So, happy. <laughs> talk to us a little bit about your meetup group. Why you started it. What? Oh, what great. Thank you. I was afraid I wouldn't have anything to talk about. You guys are good. Okay. So, <laughs> um, in 2009, I was working at some job. And it ended. And then I got another job and it ended. They'd all end, but they'd end for reasons, not usually because of ineptness. They'd end because the company was cutting down on people or, you know, just different things. And a friend of mine said, you know, the universe is trying to tell you something because your jobs keep ending. And I think you should start a metaphysical group. And I said, how do I do that? And he said, well, you know everybody. You just connect with them. I go, well, which way do I do it? He goes, meet up like you. <laughs> meet up. I went, what's meet up? Well, by now he was totally through with me. But he told me what meet up is. And I'm sure you, you do meet ups. You guys do. I know you do. Meet up started in 2000. Um, I'm not really sure. I want to say 2003 is an answer to 9-11. And they thought that there was a need for people to connect because of 9-11. And so it's an online group, although you can go to places and you can find meetups anywhere. They meet in, I want to say, a hundred something countries and they have millions of members. And so my, I had three meetups to start. I had an I Ching meetup, I had a spiritual discussion meetup, and I had an introduction to metaphysics meetup. So right now the group 
the group has more members now. David has 2,651 people. <laughs> but I didn't want to be a little nitpick. No, it's not 2,000. It's and it's incredible. Um, we meet twice a month. We have amazing speakers. We've had Dave a couple times. Dave is really good. We're getting Jason in a few weeks. And um, I have the speaker come in. We're doing it online. And someone said, it's not really a place where experts come. It's a place where really cool people come. So they never get paid because they're getting promoted and they really do like to share. But I will market them. Um, I usually charge $5 because it pays for the stuff, but I'm not going to charge for the online ones. I'm really not. So um, the last one we had um, a woman named Cheryl Watson, and she was talking about connecting with your archangels. And then we've got a woman named Lori Hewitt who's coming and she's going to be talking about soul path readings. When they were in person, one of them was at First Spiritual Science Church. And you know, we would just change um, and do them at different places. The other place would be the Althea Center. So I love it. It's absolutely fun. It's a great way to connect people. And so um, I've loved doing it. I'll probably continue to do it. And um, you probably get about four or five people joining a month. And then we have one or two leaving. And I take it personally and I go online to see why they left and they never tell you why they left. But it's a really, really good way to connect with people. So that's what my meetup does. And we'll just continue to do it. Well, I love that. I love that. Well, here's a good point for us to take a little break. Uh, please stay with us. We're going to talk about opportunities that discover your spiritual gifts. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hi, I'm Violet Rain, Master and Teacher of Angelic Reiki at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you love angels, if you resonate with angels, or you're just interested in learning more about angels, most people really want to consider Angelic Reiki. But you know, Angelic Reiki is more than just working with the angels and learning a new healing modality. It's about ascension. And when you step into Angelic Reiki, you're not only working with angels, but you're working with ascended masters and galactic healers the angelic kingdom of light which includes all of those steps in and helps you be able to hold more light and what I have found along this journey is it expands your ability to be able to hold light which raises your frequency which accelerates your ascension process so the individuals that step onto angelic Reiki are really ready to step onto their spiritual path learn more about angels, ascended masters, galactic healers, learn possibly a new healing modality that they'll use in their life, but also they're ready for those major shifts in their lives to really be on their spiritual path and take their journey to the next level. If you've been thinking about angelic Reiki or you'd like to find out more about this beautiful modality, please don't hesitate to contact me, Violet, at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com or check out our website under classes. You will find Angelic Reiki there with lots of information about this program and the benefits of taking this course. We hope to see you in class really soon, and I hope to see you at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. Well, welcome back to Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Live with our guest, Kendara Laurel, and we're uh, having a great discussion about all the neat things she does. 
So um, I'd like to jump into some of your other gifts, uh, Kendara, and uh, you, you talk about doing channeling and channeling and uh, mediumship. So tell, tell us where your gifts are there and how they manifest. Oh, I'd love that. Well, when I was 50, I took Reiki three master teacher and it was my birthday in fact. And I never really used it, but I started channeling. And so what happens is when I'm doing a reading or even talking to people, I just kind of get out of the way and let spirit come through and flow. And I get the answers that I know it's not some, I mean, I work with other masters and teachers, but for the most fact, um, the meditation just allows me to connect so much that I'm given information on what to say. And then when I'm doing readings for people, I'm conscious, I'm totally there. But when I can get myself out of the way, you just know what to say and what to do. It's like when you're working with people and you're doing the clearing, I'm assuming. You just know. And Viola, when you're doing the classes, you're just given the information. So it's just being there and being present. So I don't do trance. And I don't do heavy channeling like some people do. I just kind of allow it to happen. And I think it happens more than I realize. Well, do you feel like you, you hear it and repeat what you hear? Or do you feel like uh, you just kind of get out of the way and the message just starts coming through you and uh, you're not processing the information, so to speak? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. I think you're combining. Someone gave me okay. a really good reading one time and said, and I don't know who told me, but they said, just sit back. Um, this woman named BJ King. Yeah, and, I know BJ. Uh, yeah. And BJ said, when you're doing this, just step back and connect your higher self with the other higher energy. And I did that and it just, it worked. So it's me connecting with myself <laughs> and my spirituality. Does that make sense? Is that a concrete answer? Or is that like, well, what's she talking about? I'm going to have to look that up when I get home. <laughs> and the next <laughs> one could be about explaining what she was talking about. <laughs> See, that's even channeling too, because you get answers. And when I don't know, it's like, what am I going to say? And then I say, and then I'll say, does that make sense? Uh -huh. And I go, yeah, because it doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I think it's just not analyzing. It's just going with it. And again, it's well, well that, that really gets back to a lot of those insecurities that people new to this have when you're, you're trying to help them. And you have to say, look, a lot of this is going to feel like you made it up. It's going to feel like it's your imagination. But that's the pathway that your subconscious has to bring this stuff through you. So you have to start allowing and quit judging it and quit evaluating it because uh, either the client will say, wow, that makes a whole lot of sense, or the client you know, some of the clients, you have to kind of coach them a little bit because they'll say, that doesn't make any sense at all. And you say, well, please write it down. It may come to you in a few days, or you may talk to somebody in a week or two who's a relative. And they'll say, oh, you didn't know that about Uncle Bob? Well, sure enough, Uncle Bob likes to wear green socks. And they'll say, <laughs> oh, okay. And then they get back to you and say, now I get to reference to green socks. And yeah, it's true. It's, it's absolutely true. And, you know, talking about the insecurities, I think a lot of it is trusting what you give people. I remember doing readings at, you know, celebration when they were having mm -hmm. it. 
it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe Years you'll come ago. back. <laughs> yeah, and I was giving a reading to a couple, and they wanted to college kids, and they had just graduated, and they were both going to go their separate ways. And one of them said, we want to know if we're going to be together. And Spirit kept saying, we'll always have Paris. Tell them we'll always have Paris. And I'm not going to tell them they'll always have Paris. I'm just not going to do it. Well, you know, if spirit wants you to do something, they're going to hit you on the head. Tell them we'll always have Paris. And I went, okay, they're saying, because I'm doing a disclaimer, they're saying to tell you that you'll always have Paris. And I said, you know, we went to Paris a couple of years ago, and you're right, we're always going to have it. So it's trusting what you get. It's yeah. trusting what you get. And also giving it to them, and for me at least, not trying to interpret it. Like if I get a woman... I might not say, do you have a sister? Because I'll say, I'm seeing a woman who's tall with red hair and glasses. Uh-huh. And sometimes it's just a feeling, but you're right. It's letting the people just trust it. It's trust it and acknowledge it and give thanks when you get a message. You don't have to do anything about it. But if you say uh-huh. thank you to your guides, you're getting more. You're, you're going to continue. And the main uh-huh. thing, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, another key thing in here is uh, get your ego out of the way and don't hold yourself to a standard of 100%. Spirit mm-hmm. doesn't always give 100%. A lot of cases, they don't because there's still this human condition and there's still wiggle room. And if you had 100% of all the information, why be here in this experience? You know, if you had all the answers, that, that would take all the pizzazz out of being human. I love that. That's a really good way of putting it. And you're right. We don't have the answers. You know, I mean, I don't, at least not all of them. I might think I do, but I don't, but no, you're right. Um, And we're not always supposed to know. And I know we do have, you know, there's always this line about free will or Uh is it all preordained. And I think you're probably given a roadmap when you come in and okay, this is what you've got the possibilities of doing. I was given a reading years ago, literally, and someone said, you're going to meet three men this year, and you're going to have the idea to choose which one you want, and they described them, and that year I met all three, and I ended up with none of them, because I didn't want them, so you're given it, and then it's up to you, it's totally up to you, I think, but those are great questions, and I think, like you said, it's trusting it, just trust the process. Another one I get many of, and you probably get them too, and I'm sure you do, Violet, is um, somebody, like a couple comes to see you or a a single person who's recently divorced and said, I just don't understand. I met this person. We lived together for a couple years. Everything was going great. We got married, and things fell apart in a year. And what happened? And uh, what I find frequently is, Okay, you knew them from a past life or several past lifetimes. Uh, There was a recognition uh, between the two of you, but it wasn't intended in the big spiritual scheme of things for you to have a long-term relationship. And you guys decided to go ahead and get married because there's that familiarity, uh, but it wasn't supposed to happen. That makes total sense. I absolutely feel that you're right on that. Um, It's true. I think we come across connections with people for as long as we need to. Have you ever read the book Sacred Contracts by Carolyn Mice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, the part that I really love about that book is she talks about sitting down with the people you're going to be
be with in that life and connecting with them and deciding what your relationship will be like in a past life with your parents in one life we're married in this life we're going to be siblings and i'm going to treat you so bad that you're going to learn to speak up yeah. and you're going to make me be a little kinder and what i loved that she said is the way you can tell what your contract with that person is is the thing that ticks you off the most about them so yeah <laughs> i think we come across for a certain amount of time don't you love that and you start thinking yeah boy that does fit but it's true i don't think it's permanent i think we're just meant to learn and grow and it's like yeah interesting stuff mm -hmm. absolutely it's about the experiences right the experiences that we chose to have and some of us, some people get stuck in cycles and they can't seem to get out of them they just keep repeating them over and over again and i think we need a shock sometimes to knock us out of the hamster cage to turn somewhere else so things happen to kind of push us off track intentionally to get us back where we need to be um, you know we see people get stuck all the time you know they get stuck in the same stuff over and over again gosh they do they do einstein's definition of insanity doing it over and over and expecting different results i agree with you i absolutely agree with you oprah said if you the universe wants you to change your mind and i'm sure you've heard this first it's a tap on the shoulder and then it's a brick and then it's a door and then it's the whole whole darn building but it's really easy to get into the same cycle and doing it the same way. It really is. It's comfortable. Yeah. Similar to the person banging their head on the same wall over and over again. It's like, I love you, that. Are you done? You're not. Keep going. Keep banging your head on that wall. Let me know how that goes. I'm sure our guides sit back and watch us do the same thing over and over again. And they, they <laughs> There and go here we go again they're doing it again here they go again we're gonna go through this again watch 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 that maybe this time it'll be a little different and it's like i'm sure they just shake their head at us sometimes they've got it that reminds me of a really good story i want to share with you my mother was interested in this but she wasn't real and she had a neighbor and her neighbor was the most hyper talkative strong woman you ever met and they went to see my teacher and she gave them each a guide. And then they went again and the woman, her name was Liz. The woman's guide said she really wanted to quit and could they, could they please give her somebody else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I guess they really got the short stick in that one. <laughs> They must get so fed up with this, like it's the same question over and over again. It's like, you know, <laughs> asking me. Yeah, but if I ask enough, maybe I'll get a different answer. That's true. That's true. But it never works. Does it? Does it? You know? <laughs> it's like we just, and sometimes we can't see it ourselves, right? We need somebody else to remind us. I think it's. I think it's so amazing when you are part of a community of other like-minded beings because all of us need reminders. You know, you hear somebody say something and you're like, oh yeah, I knew that, but I needed that reminder today. Oh yeah, I knew that down in, but Spirit's reminding me today. 
I think we need that. And when we're in a community of like-minded people, we get to connect and allows us to do that. Just like you said earlier, when people come in for readings and they're asking questions, those answers are for us too. I mean, I get answers all the time in my sessions that I'm doing with people. It's like, yeah, that's for me too. I'm supposed to hear this. It's, it's just being aware and open um, to what's coming through and being around people that give us those messages. Oh, yeah. I, I could not agree with you more. And it's helpful because Denver is such a huge metaphysical community. And I love the fact that there's enough to go around. Like, I'm not going to do Akashic readings for somebody because I don't know how. I'm not going to do soul retrievals because I'm afraid if I did, I'd end up in prehistoric England and I'd never be able to come out again. I'm not going to do clearings. You know, there's just enough to go around and I think it's great. Yeah, I think we're very lucky to live in this area, that's for sure. So before we leave today, talk to us a little bit about what you have going, how people connect with you, what you're offering. All those good things, Kendara, because I want people to be able to connect and find out more. Okay, I would love to do that. Well, my email address is originally kendaralaurel at gmail.com. My website is kendaralaurel.com. You can go to my subscribe page and sign up for a newsletter I have twice a month, which lets people know exactly what I'm doing. Um, meetup, just, you know, go to my website or just go to meetup.com, Introduction to Metaphysics. I do readings at Shining Lotus every Friday from 10 to 6 and one Sunday a month. And I am offering which I wasn't doing when I spoke to you before, on July 18th, I will be offering an online psychic development class. And you can find out by contacting me, because um, I love teaching. I absolutely love teaching. Um, this is going really fast. So basically, I think that's what I'm doing. Um, I can't think of anything else. I wish I had all these exciting. I've written five books, and I'm on a world tour doing, no, but I'm, I'm here in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't make things up because people would catch on. So, um, no, that's pretty much what I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I love it. And, you know, we talked last time when you were on my other show about how we're getting really comfortable with Zoom and offering oh stuff. Oh, my gosh. Online. <laughs> <laughs> connect, right? Oh, my God, horror stories. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> you know, we're, we're all, you know, we're back in the dinosaur times. We like the in-person stuff, but we're getting pretty good at this Zoom stuff and offering it. So people can check in and see what you have going on because you're trying to do a little both like all the rest of us so that they can connect with you and do that. So just letting people know that <clears throat> there's those options available. But Kandara, thank you so much for being on our show. It's oh, my gosh. Yes, thank you. Thank you both. It's been wonderful. I went fast. I really enjoyed it enormously. <laughs> Time zooms when you're having fun, right, Dave? I love that. That's right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, thank you for hanging out with us. And 
Thank you for having me. It's great to connect with both of you. Yep. Absolutely. It's good talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And to our, all to our listeners, thank you for listening to this show. Please continue listening to messages from several of our practitioners at DYSG. It's very entertaining, and they, they provide a lot of great services. So thank you, and have a great week. Take care. I am Deborah Peter. I am a cranial sacral therapist. I had a career in accounting and finance for 20 years and had an opportunity to change pathways and decided to pursue a career in massage therapy because mm -hmm. I was fascinated with the body and that career in massage therapy then led me to cranial sacral therapy. Cranial sacral therapy is a body work modality that works with the nervous system and is beneficial for anything that the nervous system plays a part in. That includes trauma, uh, any tension patterns in the body that are being held by the muscles or the fascia, headaches, chronic pain or any pain that the medical community has not been able to find a reason for. So basically anything that the nervous system has a part in. A session is often generally 60 to 90 minutes long. Person relaxes on a massage table, fully clothed. The session can sometimes involve dialoguing or the person is just able to go into a deeply relaxed state. The therapist, myself, um, looks for tension patterns and feels for tension patterns in the body um, and looks to help the body release those tension patterns. In this world, we're often in a state of fight or flight and this work helps bring the body down into more of a rest and digest space which is really where healing happens because the body has its own way of healing and I'm there to support the person in their process of releasing restrictions and tension patterns and emotions that are often held in the body and limiting their ability to fully engage in the world. I'm available Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. I have offices in Inglewood as well as Littleton here at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. If you'd like to schedule an appointment, you can reach me at my website at harmonyridgemassage.com or you can give me a call at 303-725-5800. I also offer a 20-minute free consultation over the phone if anybody's interested in more information or to find out if cranial sacral therapy could help them with anything that they're dealing with. I look forward to working with you. Hi, I'm Rochelle Kemper. I am a Restoration Master Healer. I work through people's energy grid as I see it. Um, I call it grid working. And um, I also work with Mother Gaia and the ley lines of the, of the earth, but I also see that and can translate it around somebody's energy body. I got into this through working with another teacher that was showing us to look around a body or an energy body and I realized that I could see colors and so when I pinpointed the color 
then she made me trace it all the way back. She said, you have to trace it all the way back to the origin. And once I did that, I realized that I could see around people in what looks like an Excel grid sheet. And we get things stuck in that grid sheet or we get formulas that are blown. And I help people restore those grids through different energies. It could be dragon energy, archangel energy, colors, flowers, all sorts. Of, everybody works with something different. And I help bring those through to restore your grids. You can find me at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts in Historic Downtown Littleton. I work at this center on Wednesdays and Thursdays between 10 and 5. Hi, this is Dave Barnett, better known as Dave the Mystic. I am a long-term aerospace engineer, but back in 1983, I had some events in my life that forced me to reconsider how reality works. I became involved in healing, channeling, meditation, and developing my psychic gifts. Over the years, I continued to work with these, and I had a wonderful opportunity in 2003 to take four years and really delve into all forms of healing, and along the way, other gifts showed up. I am now working at the center full-time, and I'm happy to offer work with past lives, with working with subconscious core beliefs, I do a lot of work with energy and entity clearing, and since I do this always long distance, I can do it all over the world. I also work with karma burning and with soul retrieval and soul splinter return. I'd be happy to work with you. Please feel free to give me a call here at the center, and we can set up an appointment. My direct phone number is 303-902-5323. Thank you, and have a great day. Discover connection, awaken sacredness, become empowered. Join us for our show on Blog Talk Radio.